open your Bible to the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. Si trajo su Biblia esta noche, vamos a ir a Galatas capítulo 5. I'm going to begin by reading just one verse. Vamos a leer un texto solamente, it's just a couple of phrases. And that's going to be our launching point for our study tonight. Vamos a leer un texto corto. Ahí eso va a ser el comienzo de nuestro estudio esta noche. I've been sharing with you about the word walk. He estado compartiendo con ustedes sobre la palabra andar. We talked about uh, walking with God this past Wednesday morning. Este último domingo hablamos sobre caminando con Dios. How many of you want to walk with God? ¿Cuántos quieren caminar con Dios? Ese debe ser y es el deseo de cada uno de nosotros. A week before that, the Lord said to us, walk into it. Hace una semana el Señor nos dijo, anda o entra andando. Basically, uh, instructing us that the breakthrough he's promised to us is something he's going to allow us to walk into. Now, you're not going to have to uh, run or uh, jump or skip or hop or do any kind of performance. It's all about walking into it by faith. Say amen, somebody. And uh, this is going to be and always is a lot easier than you think. Uh, when you and I walk uh, by the power and the strength which God supplies, the hard things become easy. When you try to do it in your own power, easy things become hard. Say amen, somebody. If you try to pray in your own power, something as easy as prayer becomes a chore. It becomes hard. If you try to fast in your own power or Read the word in your own power. You try to do any spiritual thing in your own power, you're going to find that it becomes heavy because there's no power in man in order to do that. But when you do it by the Spirit, there's supernatural power and there's supernatural grace and strength. And so tonight the Word of God reads Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Let's say that together. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Now, the word if there is a, a, a good way to translate that would, or understand that would be since. So let's say that that way. Since we live by the Spirit, let's try that together. All right, everybody in here. Since we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Now, the word if is important because if you're not born again, then you got to settle the if first. If you are born again, then the word becomes sense. Alright, so let's pray tonight and ask God to speak to us. Father, we thank you for your word, which is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's also living and active. I pray that you would speak to us by the word of God tonight, and I ask that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach and teach the word of God, and that the hearing of this congregation would be anointed, that they might hear the word and act upon it. We ask that in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. So let me just explain what I mean here. If, if you walk by the Spirit implies that you may or may not be born again. Now, in order to walk by the Spirit, you have to be born of the Spirit. Jesus said, you must be born again. He said, you must be born by the water and born of the Spirit. When he's talking about the water, he's not talking about water baptism. He's talking about the womb, your mother's womb. You must be born in the natural sense. You must be born physically, 
And I see from all of us in here, we've all been born in that way. All right, otherwise we wouldn't be here tonight. But the next reality is that we must be born by the Spirit. Tenemos que, Jesús dijo, tienes que nacer de nuevo, nacer del agua y del Espíritu. Y el agua representa el nacer del vientre, el nacer físico. Y del Espíritu representa el nacer espiritual. How many of you have been born again? And then if you are born again, you are alive in the Spirit. Si usted ha sido nacido de nuevo, usted tiene vida espiritual. If you haven't been born again, then you don't have uh, connection with God and you need to be born again. Uh, si usted no ha nacido de nuevo, usted no tiene esa conexión con Dios. Necesita ser nacido de nuevo. You say, Pastor, how do I get born again? Usted dice, ¿qué debo hacer para ser nacido de nuevo? Well, Jesus taught us to believe. And he told Nicodemus, as he tells you tonight, that whosoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesús le dijo a Nicodemo, el que creyere uh, no será condenado, sino tendrá vida eterna. So you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you, the Bible said, if you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You can be saved. Dice la escritura que si usted confesare con su boca que Jesucristo es Señor y creyere en su uh, corazón que él fue resucitado entre los muertos, seréis salvo. It's that easy, preacher? Yeah, it's just that easy. You just have to walk right into it by faith. Es tan fácil como entrar andando. Entrar por fe creyendo lo que Dios ha dicho. Now, if you've done that, si usted ha hecho eso, you've experienced a new birth. Usted ha experimentado el nuevo nacer, el nacer espiritual. You've had a spiritual birth. Everyone has a natural birth, and everyone needs a spiritual birth. Todos tienen un nacer físico, y todos necesitan un nacer espiritual. And so, if you've been born of the Spirit, then the Bible says, since you live by the Spirit, entonces dice la Escritura, porque vives... Por el Espíritu, camina por el Espíritu. Since you have a spiritual life, then live according to the Spirit of God. Live that spiritual life. Entonces, si usted tiene una vida espiritual, usted y yo podemos vivir o caminar en el Espíritu. So tonight, I want to talk about walking by the Spirit. Quiero hablar esta noche sobre caminando o andando en el Espíritu. Everyone say that with me. Walk in the Spirit. Estamos hablando de andar en el Espíritu. Because walking into it uh, implies that we are walking by the power of the Spirit of God in our life. El caminar o el andar uh, en estos temas que hemos estado estudiando representa caminar por el poder del Espíritu de Dios. Now, when you understand the power of the Spirit, you realize that the Spirit of God affects every area of your life. El Espíritu Santo, cuando usted camina en el poder de Él, esto afecta toda área de su vida. I'm going to do a little, a little Bible study here with you quickly, and then we'll, we'll pause and slow down in some parts. But I'm going to go quickly through some of these verses because I want you to get a, a glimpse of how the Holy Spirit affects all the aspects of your life. Vamos a ver unos textos uh, rápidamente 
uh, y voy a detenerme en otros un poco más, pero quiero que usted tenga un vistazo del de el panorama de lo que el Espíritu Santo hace en una vida. I just want you to have a grasp of the scope of what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. First of all, let's go to 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 16. Vamos a ir a 1 Corintios capítulo 2. Verso 16, if you could put that up on the screen for me. 1 Corinthians 2.16, uh, Primera de Corintios 2.16, it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that, we, that he will instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Now notice, when you, have, when you walk by the Spirit, when you walk by the Spirit of God, you have the mind of Christ. Cuando usted uh, camina por el Espíritu, usted tiene... La mente de Cristo. That means that you can think the way he thinks. Usted puede pensar como él piensa. Listen, all of us need our thoughts to be conformed to the mind of Christ. Todos nosotros necesitan, necesitamos que nuestra mente, nuestros pensamientos, sea conformado a la mente y los pensamientos de Cristo. Why? Because the mind set on the flesh, the Bible says, is death. La mente puesta en la carne es muerte. So anytime you are operating in the thoughts of the flesh, your thought, you're in the natural, you are going to hit uh, the wall rather quickly. But you want to say, Pastor, how do I get a renewed mind? You walk by the Spirit. Si usted quiere una mente renovada, entonces camine por el Espíritu. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to think. El Espíritu Santo te enseña... A pensar, listen, I don't think it's possible to walk in the Spirit and be negative all the time. Yo no creo que sea posible caminar en el Espíritu y siempre ser negativo. Because the Holy Spirit is a positive Spirit. El Espíritu Santo es positivo. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is a Spirit of faith. El Espíritu Santo le llama la Escritura un Espíritu de fe. In other words, he's an I can Spirit. He's a God will spirit. He's a spirit that speaks life. Él es un espíritu que habla vida, que habla posibilidad, que habla potencial. And so, if you hear yourself thinking thoughts like, I can't, I won't, I'm going to fail, this is going to be, um, this is going to be a disaster, you got to get in the spirit because the spirit will teach you how to think. Si usted se oye que está pensando lo negativo, que no va a poder, que voy a fracasar, uh, uh, esto va a ser un desastre, usted necesita comenzar a andar en el Espíritu, porque al andar en el Espíritu, Él le da los pensamientos de Dios. He will transform your mind. Then I want you to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 11. So that first one is moral power. Everyone say moral power. Sorry, I got that wrong. Mental power. Say mental power. You want mental power? Walk in the Spirit. Now here's the next one. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. The Bible says, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the Spirit of him who dwells in you. Now we see physical power. Everyone say physical power. What does the Bible say? Paul says, the Spirit of God raised up Jesus from the dead. Isn't that amazing? Pablo nos dice, el Espíritu de Dios levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos. That means the Holy Spirit raised a dead man from the grave after three days 
and he's still alive, sitting at the right hand of God. El Espíritu Santo levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos después de tres días, y aún está vivo para la gloria de Dios. How many of you believe in the resurrection? Listen, the same Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is the one who quickens your mortal body. El mismo Espíritu Santo que levantó a Jesús de entre los muertos es el que vivifica tu cuerpo físico. What does this mean? That means that our natural body is impacted by the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God. Nuestra vida natural, nuestro cuerpo físico, es impactado por el poder del Espíritu de Dios. That means our natural body, our physical man, can be healed as we walk in the Spirit. He can be uh, he can be restored. He can find rest as we walk by the Spirit. Cuando usted camina por el Espíritu, usted tiene acceso a la sanidad divina. Tiene acceso a la restauración física. ¿Por qué? Porque el mismo Espíritu que levantó a Jesús entre los muertos está operando en ti. Why is this possible? Because if he can raise uh, Jesus, uh, if he can raise the dead, then he can fix your knees and your back and your neck. Come on, somebody. And the rheumatism and the diabetes and the cancer. Say amen, somebody. Because the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is where? At work inside of you. He has physical power and he gives you mental power. And then we go to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, luego Galatas capítulo 5, verso 22. And now we see emotional power. Everyone say emotional power. How many of you would like some emotional power? That means you need to stand up. Uh, you need the emo your emotions to stand up against your everyday life, against stress, against fatigue, against uh, the pressures of life. I don't want to hear Christians say, especially not Kingsway Christians, going around saying, I'm under a lot of stress. Forget about it. You are under the blessing of God. Say amen, somebody. And God is the one who's going to give you the power to stand up against those challenges. What does the Bible say here? If the Spirit of God is dwelling in, in you, this is what's going to happen. He said, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, let's have that on the screen for me, please. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. When you walk by the Spirit, you're going to have love. You're going to have joy. Instead of saying, I'm under a lot of stress, you're going to say, I have peace. You're going to have Patience. You're going to have the uh, grace of God, the goodness of God abiding in your emotions. Doesn't that sound like a good place to be? You can live there every day of your life. Say amen, somebody. Self-control, gentleness, all of these things are resident in the emotions of those who are walking by the Spirit. Cuando usted está caminando por el Espíritu, va a haber amor, va a haber gozo, va a haber paz. Va a haber paciencia, va a haber mansedumbre, va a haber bondad, va a haber fidelidad, va a haber uh, dominio propio. Y si usted no ve estas cosas en su vida, now listen, if you don't see these things in your life, I don't want you to start punishing yourself and get a whip, you know, and just say, be more loving, be more patient, be more gracious. Don't do that because that's not resting in God. 
What do you have to do if these things aren't in your life? Walk in the Spirit. Like I tell my Bible school students, just flip the switch. You're in the flesh, get in the Spirit. Because it's just that easy. If you walk in the flesh, you're going to have the opposite of this. You walk in the Spirit, you're going to have all of these things operating in your life. That's the power the Holy Spirit gives you in your emotions. And this is available to you as you walk in the Spirit. Now we go to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 11. Ahora, Primera de Corintios, capítulo 12, versos 7 al 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. Now we have spiritual power. Everyone says spiritual power. Here we go. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge to a, uh, according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by one Spirit, to another the effecting of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distinguishing to each one individually just as he wills. Now, when you walk in the Spirit, you will see that you have spiritual power. And I might call it uh, prophetic power because uh, really this, these things we've noticed here, the gifts of the Spirit as they're often called, this is just a sampling of them that are found in the Old Testament or part in the New Testament. But these are, this is power that is given to you by the Spirit that doesn't come out of your natural man. When someone comes to you and uh, asks for uh, advice on something and you have the word of wisdom, you have the know-how, the what to do, and you give them out of your inner man, out of the spirit of God, comes an answer for them, and then you go home and you say, where did that come from? I don't remember reading a book about that. I don't remember uh, hearing a sermon about that. How, where did that come from? Or maybe you're teaching or sometimes as I'm preaching and suddenly... You say something, you say, man, i got to write that down because that didn't come out of me. Where did that come from? It came by the spiritual power of God at work in your life. Or maybe you've seen someone call somebody out and say, thus saith the Lord, you know, by next year at this time you're going to have a baby in your arms. The way that Abraham and Sarah were told, there's prophetic power, the word of knowledge. Some uh, see the ability to speak in a tongue that they were not able to speak before. Uh, like like the missionary who went into a cannibal tribe, and uh, he was he was arrested by the cannibals. They put their spears up to his neck, and they said, "Do you have anything to say before we kill and eat you?" Uh, how many of you would like to face that tomorrow morning? Well, that was the the challenge he was up against, and he started to speak in tongues. And when he started speaking tongues, they started to back off, and. Uh, and he asked the interpreter, he said, what's going on? He said, the interpreter said, I don't know, but you speak their language better than I do. And he was preaching the gospel to a native uh, tribe, a cannibal tribe in another tongue. Say amen, somebody. That's the, where did he learn that, to speak that language? There's not enough time right then and there to get a dictionary and learn how to say, thus saith the Lord, leave me alone in that tongue. Right? You're going to need spiritual power. You're going to need something that comes from outside of you. That's why you have to walk by the Spirit. You have to walk by the Spirit because where, that's where the power comes from. 
He says, uh, the ability to discern spirits, to distinguish spirits, to be able to know what's going on in the life of your child. What spirit is, uh, is uh, are they picking up at school or at their college that you need to cast off of them? Say, man, somebody, you got to be able to determine what that is. And if you walk by the spirit, you can do that. If you don't walk by the spirit, if you don't distinguish what spirit is on uh, your child or, or what, what's bothering your, even yourself, what spirit's trying to afflict you, you're going to spend a whole lot of times, a whole lot of time fighting the wrong thing. And most often when that happens, when there's an evil spirit involved in people's lives, instead of discerning the spirit and casting out the spirit, they start casting each other out and calling each other names and fighting one another. And the Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood. Your problem is not your husband, your, your daughter, your son, your mom, your dad, or your dog. Your problem is a spiritual problem, and it has a spiritual solution. And that spiritual solution is walk by the spirit. Say amen, somebody. And when you do that, you'll have spiritual power. And then go to first, uh, pardon, Second Peter chapter 1. And verse 3, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Why am I showing you these? Because I want you to have a full scope of what the Spirit of God can do in your life. Uh, quiero que usted tenga el panorama de lo que hace el Espíritu en tu vida. 2 Peter 1, 3. It says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything. How much? Say that again. How much? His divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who calls us by his own glory and excellence. Everyone say moral power. Now when you have the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you and you're walking by the spirit, you will have moral power. What does he say? The, the, the power to live a godly life has been given to you. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. How much? Everything. So the Christian shouldn't say, well, I've got victory in every area of my life, but that gossip, I just can't kick it. Or that smoking, I just can't kick it. Or that habit, I just can't kick it. Or that temper, I just can't change it. You can't speak like that anymore because you're a child of God. And you are indwelled by the Spirit of God. And he has given to you everything that pertains to life and godliness. That's moral power. So that you can learn how to tame your tongue. So that you can learn how to, how to think rightly and do rightly and live rightly. Uh, because the Spirit of God is dwelling on the inside of you. God didn't leave anything out when he saved you. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't leave anything out. Everything you need to live a godly life has been provided at the cross. Dice Pedro que todo lo que necesitamos para la vida y la piedad se nos ha dado. Ese es poder moral. Ahora no podemos decir yo no puedo vencer la tentación. Yo no puedo vivir uh, más allá que este hábito porque... Usted tiene todo lo que le pertenece a la vida y la piedad viviendo dentro de usted. Entonces usted tiene el poder moral del Espíritu Santo. You have the moral spirit, uh, uh, the, moral, the moral power of the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. Now you remember before you were a believer that you had a conscience, right? Usted recuerda que usted antes de ser creyente tenía una conciencia, 
¿Todos recuerdan eso? You knew right from wrong? Yes? Now, if you, can, if you could tell right from wrong before you were a believer, you think you could tell right from wrong now? Absolutely. Because you have the teacher living on the inside of you. Si usted conocía, entendía el bien y el mal antes de ser salvo, ahora mucho más. Porque ahora usted tiene el Espíritu Santo viviendo dentro de usted. So when you walk by the Spirit, you'll have mental power. You'll have the mind of Christ. You'll have physical power. You'll have uh, his presence in your mortal body. You'll have emotional power. You'll see that the, uh, the power of God in your inner man. You'll have spiritual or prophetic power. The ability to do things that you couldn't do on your own. And you'll have moral power. The ability to do right and to see right because of the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you. Tell your neighbor, walk in the Spirit. Now tell yourself, walk in the Spirit. We're talking about walking with God. And I told you on Sunday that Adam walked with God when? Before the fall, when he was at rest. To walk with God is to be at rest. To walk in the Spirit is to be at rest. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, this is the rest. He speaks of the Holy Spirit. Isaías dice, este es el descanso. Y el habla del Espíritu. He says, with, with stammering lips and other tongues, uh, they will pour forth praise. He's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in our life as a place of rest. El Espíritu Santo en nuestra vida, caminando con Él, nos imparte descanso. Adán caminó con Dios antes de la caída del hombre en el descanso. Entonces usted y yo tenemos que caminar en el Espíritu. Uh, we, we then are instructed to walk by the Spirit. How do we do that? Let me give you four ways to do that. Vamos a ver cómo hacer esto. Les voy a dar cuatro maneras de hacer esto. Uh, it's, not, it's not real. This is nothing mystical. All right. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, levitate, you don't have to meditate and uh, sit in any kind of crazy spiritual new agey style. You just have to learn how to do what the Bible says, all right? Because uh, I'm mentioning this because Hollywood today is inundating us with the spirit. They're spiritual. But they're not talking about the spirit of God. They're talking about a, 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 a basically a deception of the enemy. So we're talking about walking in the Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. All right, here's number one. To walk in the Spirit, you throw off every hindrance. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Para caminar en el Espíritu, aventamos cualquier cosa que nos impide. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders And the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. To walk in the Spirit, you have to say every day, I'm going to throw off anything that would hinder me. I'm going to throw off sin. I'm going to throw off rebellion against God. I'm going to do it God's way. Para caminar en el Espíritu, uh, eh, eh, se requiere aventar cualquier cosa que nos pueda impedir. Uh, el pecado, la rebelión, el estar en contra de la autoridad de Dios en nuestra vida. 
uh, to be against uh, the authority, anything that would be against the authority of God in our life. Now, it, if you've ever seen the Olympics, you have probably noticed that the people who run, uh, especially the ones that get a gold medal, they don't run with suitcases, right? They don't run with baggage. They don't run with a backpack full of bricks and books. They run with the lightest clothes, with the lightest shoes, because they're removing every hindrance so that nothing holds them back. A couple years ago in the Winter Olympics, the United States uh, ski team lost because they got a new uniform, and the uniform had a slight uh, stitch in it that delayed them by milliseconds. One little, one little piece of cloth, uh, or the way it was designed, that, that made them slower than they needed to be. God says, throw off every hindrance. When you're walking by the Spirit and the Holy Spirit says, don't watch that show anymore. Just throw it off. You can live without it. Say amen, somebody. When you're walking by the Spirit and He says, turn off the radio. Just turn it off. Throw it off. It might just be that uh, it's distracting you from hearing Him say something He wants to say to you. It might just be that it's stirring you up. Whatever it is, when you walk by the Spirit, you're willing to just throw off every single thing that would hinder you from doing it His way. El caminar en el Espíritu significa que vamos a quitar cualquier cosa que nos impida de poder correr con Él. Porque el que corre no corre con velices, no corre con mochila, corre con lo menos que pueda para poder avanzar. Y usted y yo tenemos que estar dispuestos a decir, si esto me está impidiendo, lo voy a aventar. Anything that would hinder me from running the race of faith, from walking with the Spirit, I'm going to cast it off. Because, you see, uh, the Bible tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. La Biblia nos dice que no, um, no debemos de entristecer al Espíritu de Dios. And the thing that grieves the Spirit of God in your life, it could be sin, it could be unbelief, it could be you ignoring His voice. And those things hinder His work in your life. And so it's imperative that you and I learn to cast those things off. Muy importante aprender a quitar esas cosas de nosotros. And the, the, the essential thing is for you to get to know your, yourself and your walk well enough that you can start telling, this thing is slowing me down. This, is, this, this worry, this fear, this anxiety is slowing me down. I've got to get it out of my life. I've got to cast it off because it's hindering my race before God. Number two, walk in the Spirit by sowing in the Spirit. Número dos, caminamos en el Espíritu, sembrando en el Espíritu. Back in Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, Galatas capítulo 6, verso 8, dice que el que siembra en el Espíritu, del Espíritu cosechará vida eterna. It, uh, Galatians 6, 8 says, he who sows in the Spirit, the one who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap Eternal life. El que siembra en el Espíritu del Espíritu cosechará vida eterna. Now every day you have a choice as to who you're going to sow toward. Cada día tenemos la, la decisión si vamos a sembrar al Espíritu o si vamos a sembrar a la carne. 
you make that decision every day. Are you gonna Are you gonna make time to listen to God? Are you gonna walk by the Spirit today? Are you going to be in the Word? Are you gonna meditate on Scripture? Are you gonna hear preaching? Are you gonna hear Christian music or worship music? You're making a choice as to what you're gonna sow in. If you sow into the Spirit, you're gonna draw from the Spirit. If you sow to the flesh, entertainment, gossip, worry, fear, anxiety. You know, a, a lot of times we think sowing the flesh means pornography, drugs, uh, cheating on your taxes, right? That's the flesh. But really the flesh is also worrying about stuff that you don't need to be worrying about because you need to give it to God. Tell me somebody. Because that's, that's the flesh doing that. Worry is an activity of the flesh. And so whatever you sow to, that's what you're going to reap from. And whatever I taught you, you're going to reap more than you sow, later than you sow. So watch what you sow. Usted siempre va a cosechar más que lo que sembró y después que lo que sembró. Así que cuídese de lo que siembre. You sow to the spirit, you're going to, sow, you're going to reap a lot from the spirit. You sow to the, from the flesh, you're going to reap a lot from the flesh. And look at the fruit in your life, and you'll see where you're walking. And if you say, Pastor, I want to see more of the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I want to see more. I want to reap more of the Spirit in my life. And, and I don't just mean you want to talk in tongues more. You want to get chill bumps when you go to church and praise God. Because now that's what we think the Spirit is. But really, when he says, so to the Spirit, he's talking about when you make a decision, let the Spirit lead the decision. When you... When you enter a conversation, let the Spirit lead the conversation. Every activity in life, touched by the Spirit of God. And when you let your life be moved by the Spirit of God, you'll reap good things from those decisions. And you'll reap good things from those conversations. How many of you have ever had a really long conversation that wasted your time? So did the Spirit. And He'll... He'll make it to where you get good things out of that conversation. You get built up instead of walking away saying, that just wasted my time. Tell me somebody. Or you make a decision, and that decision ends up costing you time and money. It's better to wait and be led by the Spirit in that decision. You're going to reap spiritual fruit from that decision. Tell me somebody. Sow to the Spirit. Number three. Walk in the Spirit by praying daily in the Spirit. Camina en el Espíritu número tres, orando en el Espíritu diariamente. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romanos 8, 26. Romans 8, 26, it says, For we do not know what to pray. And this is an important truth. We don't always know how to pray. He says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, here's a few things Paul is saying. Number one, we don't always know how to pray. Do I pray for the job or do I not pray for the job? Do I pray for God to do it this way or do it that way? What do I do in this particular situation? Do I pray for him to open the door or close the door? Ever been like that? You don't know how to pray? Guess who does know how to pray? The Holy Spirit. Why? Because he knows the mind of God. 
He already knows God's will for your life. So when you invite him to pray through you, now you're praying with power. And that is what Paul is calling, uh, what we call praying in the spirit. Paul is describing that the spirit helps our weakness for we don't know how to pray, but he prays through us with groanings too deep for words. And that's praying in the spirit. When you've been spirit filled, you're given the ability to speak in a new tongue. And that new tongue is a prayer language. And it is a spiritual gift that's been given to you as a spirit filled believer. When you pray in the spirit, you are praying with supernatural power, supernatural ability. And now you're praying according to the mind and will of God. And you do that daily, all throughout your day. And I don't mean you, you're going to walk through the aisle at HEB with your voice as loud as you can, speaking in tongues, right? Because they're going to throw you out if you do that. But all throughout the day, you're just praying in the Spirit. Most of the time, under your breath. You're just letting the Spirit of God pray through you. This isn't scary. This isn't spooky. This isn't even weird. It ought to be natural. Tell me somebody. That's one of the reasons why I love to see Sister Linda start a meeting because she says, everybody, start praying in tongues. Right, praying in tongues, everybody. And she says, all right, here we go. Because we all have the power. If you're filled with the Spirit, you have the power to do that. And the Holy Spirit praying through you knows the will of God. He makes available to you the power of God and things start shifting and changing in your life because now you're praying according to God's mind, God's plan for your will, uh, and will for your life. And Paul says, we pray with groanings too deep for words. This is, this is the Spirit of God sometimes uh, praying through your tears, praying through your groan. If you reach out to God in faith, and this uh, needs to be done daily in the life of the believer. Number four, walk in the Spirit by obeying the voice of the Spirit. Número cuatro, camina en el Espíritu obedeciendo la voz del Espíritu. John chapter 10, verse 4. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Did the sheep know his voice? Juan capítulo 10, verso 4. Jesús dice que sus ovejas oyen su voz. He says, when he puts forth his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Do you know his voice? ¿Conoce usted la voz de Dios? Say, Pastor, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an elder. I don't know how to hear from God. You are. You don't have to be a pastor or an elder to be able to hear from God. You're entitled to hear the voice of God because you're part of his flock. That meant somebody. You have the ability to hear God's voice. And you know what we do? We call him by another name. We say, something told me. No, it wasn't something. It was God. So know, what you, know that you have this incredible power to hear the voice of God. Now guess what? If you will obey that voice, obey his prompting every day, you're going to be walking by the Spirit, and you'll notice this, that the more you listen, the more he speaks. Cuando usted obedece la voz del Espíritu Santo en su vida, usted está caminando en el Espíritu. Just obey his prompting, obey his voice. Uh, cuando él lo, le da dirección, obedezcale, escúchele, listen to him, obey him. And you will see that this opens uh, the door to blessing 
in your life. Esto abre la puerta a la bendición en su vida. Cuando usted y yo reconocemos, Dios está hablando. God's speaking to me. And, and he's directing my life. Because Isaiah said, there will be a voice behind you saying, go to the right or go to the left. This is the way. Walk in it. You think if you obey the voice of the Spirit, it's not going to lead to blessing? Of course it is. Cuando usted obedece la voz del Espíritu, eso lo va a llevar a la bendición. Isaías dijo, habrá una voz detrás de ti, diciendo, ve a la derecha, ve a la izquierda, este es el camino. And when you, when you are listening and obeying his voice, you're walking in the Spirit, you're, you're experiencing the breakthroughs in the little things of your life and the big things of your life because everything in your life is being touched by the will of and power of God. Si usted escucha y obedece la voz de Dios, esto está tocando todos los aspectos de su vida. Because the Holy Spirit knows uh, what he's doing and where he's taking you in your life. El Espíritu Santo sabe lo que él está haciendo y lo que él quiere hacer en tu vida. Tell your neighbor, walk by the Spirit. Now I want you to go to one more place. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Vamos a ir a un lugar más, Mateo capítulo 16. And I want to give you one of the ways that you and I can, uh, can exercise the authority of the Spirit in our life. Quiero darle una de, la, una de las maneras que usted y yo podemos usar la autoridad del Espíritu en nuestra vida. Because... Uh, the power of the Spirit is resident in your life. El poder del Espíritu está uh, residiendo en tu vida. He's dwelling on the inside of you. Él está morando dentro de ti. But you have to exercise. Tienes que usar, activar ese poder. You have to activate that power in your life. So let's listen to what Jesus says here. Aquí habla el Señor Jesús. Uh, Matthew chapter 16. I'll begin at verse 17, Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Well, let me just give you some background here. Jesus asked a question. He said, Who do you say that I am? Jesús hizo una pregunta. Les dice, ¿Quién es? ¿Quién dicen que ustedes, uh, ustedes que yo soy? Because he had said, well, who do the people say that I am? He said, well, some people think you're a prophet. Some people think you're Elijah. Some think you're Jeremiah. And he said, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah. The son of the living God. Now just imagine that. Peter has just declared publicly that Jesus is the fulfillment of every Old Testament prophecy concerning the Messiah. And that he's the second person of the Godhead. Everybody say, wow. That's a big deal. Because, because Jesus is the second person of the Godhead. The Jews didn't even know there were three persons in the Godhead. Their concept of God wasn't that clear. And Jesus says to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. You just got insider information. You just picked revelation off the top branch. 
How did he do it? He said, this was revealed to you by my father. It came by revelation. The spirit of God revealed to him something he could not have known of himself. Esto vino por revelación. Pedro dice, tú eres el Cristo, el Mesías, el Hijo del Dios viviente. Y Jesús le dijo, bendito eres, porque esto no te lo reveló sangre ni carne, sino te, te lo reveló mi Padre que está en el cielo. How many of you could use some revelation tonight? ¿Cuántos pudieron usar revelación esta noche? Come on, somebody. I mean, something that you can't learn on Google. Something that flesh and blood cannot reveal to you. There are things in your life that you need to know tonight. You can't wait till you get a degree. You can't wait until you talk to the right people. You can't wait till you make the right connections. You need insider information. You need revelation. Guess who's got it? The Spirit of God has the revelation that you need. El Espíritu de Dios tiene la revelación que usted necesita. And God can tell you things about you that you can't find out from a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a doctor. He can tell you things about your children. He can tell you things about your marriage. He can tell you things about your family that you can't find out in a long time. You can find out by walking by the Spirit. He'll give you the revelation that you need, the power, the power that you need to solve Problems in your life, God's way. As he reveals it to you. As he brings revelation. As he brings insight. Because you and I are spiritual beings. We're housed in a physical body. But we're a spiritual being. And when we walk in the spirit, we're walking on another level. Listen. Your eyes can see what's in the room right now, can't they? Hopefully. Can you see what's in the room? Can you see what's outside of the room? No. But the Holy Spirit can tell you there's somebody outside that needs you to go pray for them. Or there's a burglar outside. Go turn on the lights. He can, he can give you visions and show you things that you can't see in the natural by the Spirit. Say amen, somebody. The Holy Spirit can give you the information, the revelation that you need, but you have to walk with him. And he says, walk by the Spirit. Since you are alive by the Spirit, walk by his power. Walk by his presence. Walk by his ability. Practice that daily communion with the Spirit of God. He'll give you vision of the future. None of us can see the future, but when you look by the Spirit, you can see the future, can't you? When you look by the Spirit, you can see where God's taking you, where God's taking your children, where God's taking you in your life. That is the gift of God to you, the Spirit of God working on the inside of you, doing those things which man and flesh and blood cannot do for you. So let's stand tonight. Let's activate that power in our life. Vamos a ponernos en pie. Vamos a activar ese poder en nuestra vida.
Come all over this room. I want you just to lift your hands. And I want you to open your mouth. And I want you to begin to pray in the spirit. You don't have to be louder than the person next to you. Just begin to pray in the spirit. And I want you to begin to just receive divine revelation. Begin to receive wisdom from above. Whatever it is you need. Ask God for it tonight. And if there's anything that's hindering you, throw it off. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Jesus said, who among you by worrying can add a single inch to his stature or a day to his life? Nobody can add a single minute to their life by worrying. In fact, your worry is robbing you of your life. Go. Let it go. Cast it off in Jesus' name. Every hindrance that so easily entangles you. Go, pray. Pray in the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God pray through you tonight. Since you are alive by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. You have physical power. The power that brings healing. The power that restores. We receive that power right now in Jesus' name. You have mental power. The power to have the mind of Christ. To think the thoughts of Christ. I speak now in Jesus' name. Let your mind be renewed. We will think the mind like the mind of God. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, think on these things. Stop focusing on the negative report. Stop thinking about your shame and your guilt and your past. Let it go. Think on the good things of God. Think on the blood of Jesus which has washed you clean and made you whole. He renews your mind right now in Jesus' name. You have spiritual power. Power to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Father, I pray for an activation of the gifts of the Spirit in this house. In the name of Jesus. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Faith. Miracles, discerning of spirits, tongues and interpretation of tongues. Spiritual power, power to bring deliverance. Go, walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. You have moral power, the power to live right, the power to walk in righteousness. To walk in the truth.